Welcome to Aquarian Diary, where we discuss issues around the emerging age of Aquarius. I'm your host, John Irving. Thank you for joining me. Greetings, all. It is February 14th, 2022. This is part one of a two-part episode, so please don't miss part two. I've been working on this for over a week, so please accept my apologies for the inconsistent audio and recording which you will notice. It's amazing how much your voice can change hour to hour and day to day. But this is a really fascinating subject I am very excited to be able to talk about and share with you. These times that we are in have to be one of the most interesting periods in all of human history. I sincerely hope you find the following interesting, enlightening, and worthwhile. I am looking forward to returning to more spiritually oriented topics after this episode. But this transit of Pluto moving into Aquarius soon is one of the critical components of the extraordinary changes that are occurring at this point in the Earth's history. Today I want to talk about something that to me is of great significance and importance. This has been on my mind for well over 10 years, anticipating this particular transit or ingress of Pluto into Aquarius, which will commence in 2023. Coupled with the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn at zero degrees of Aquarius in December of 2020, these transits herald the beginning of a new era. The magnitude and scope of the implications of these transits are extremely significant. To me, trying to cover these topics in a condensed form is daunting. Before I get started, I need to make clear that I am not going to be covering every major astrological transit that has occurred in this time period, namely the time period that Pluto was in Capricorn. For example, we had a very significant Uranus square Pluto transit. Saturn has been squaring Uranus. We had Saturn and Pluto conjunct in Capricorn, amongst others. It would be very time-consuming to cover everything that's occurred over the past decade or so. However, in the backdrop, there's always which sign Pluto was occupying at the time that shows what themes are up for major or significant transformation, and that is what I will be focusing on here today. Also, when I use terms such as the powers that be or the status quo, they are really just placeholders for worldviews or paradigms, and not necessarily a reference to any specific groups, organizations, or individuals. First of all, we need to talk a little bit about the influence or role of Pluto in world affairs. Pluto in its rawest form is like pure power or energy. And as it moves through an astrological sign, it imbues the qualities of that sign, amplifying them, and as far as the world is concerned, bringing those themes or areas 
to our attention in many profound ways. Pluto, by challenging transit, will often bring about periods of metaphorical death, rebirth, and complete transformation of what it comes in contact with. These periods of crisis can be dramatic and very significant, if not life-altering or destiny-altering, as aspects of ourselves or of states or nations or entities have to go through a period of significant dissolution before they can be regenerated into something more substantial, whole, meaningful, and that is in integrity. It can be akin to a wrecking ball, to what is outmoded or no longer valid. Under its influence, these periods can be experienced as being very tumultuous and only really actually fully appreciated as being beneficial and transformative with hindsight from some future perspective. For years, I have advised people undergoing Pluto transits to try to not be in resistance to the flow of those energies, as being in resistance will make the inevitable process of transformation more difficult and challenging. Pluto's energies are far too powerful to resist. Unfortunately, when I observe what is going on in the world these days, I see a tremendous amount of resistance. Thus, I expect that this current period will continue to be challenging and tumultuous and even more difficult than it needs to be. People are desperately clinging to outmoded structures, paradigms, and worldviews and resisting the call to evolve. Those in positions of power and privilege are not readily inclined to release their grip, and Saturn is very resistant to change, as I will explain shortly. When we understand Pluto and how it works, we can see how it influenced periods of history in various ways. Like I said, it can empower people, places, and situations, and give them a great deal of intensity, for better or for worse. For example, many world leaders or very powerful figures in world history have had strongly placed Plutos in their natal charts. Although this grants them a lot of power, there is often a significant comeuppance or retribution eventually if they choose to abuse that power. This can lead to dramatic and sometimes very public and humiliating downfalls and the destruction of all that they have aspired to. Pluto can be utterly devastating to an inflated ego which naively and mistakenly believes that it is the source of true power. It has an intensely karmic aspect to it. When Pluto was in Sagittarius between 1995 and 2008, we saw really the dawn of the internet and global communications. Sagittarius rules all things international, as well as philosophy, religion, higher education, broadcasting, and the media. There were revolutions in publishing, broadcasting, the media, and communications technologies, which profoundly changed the world. Without question, the dawn of the internet has completely changed every aspect or sphere of human activity. 
we went from being disparately and periodically connected to being constantly connected and aware of what was going on around the world at any moment in time. The world also saw the darker expression of this energy through religious fanaticism, extremism, and fundamentalism, including brutal acts of ideologically motivated terrorism, wars, subjugation, and oppression. Also during this time, President Bill Clinton brought China into the World Trade Organization. Some American business interests eagerly imagined a new marketplace of a billion-plus consumers for their products. Although that never materialized, it set the stage for profound changes in global trade and manufacturing, which would mark a critical turning point in human history. Pluto entered Capricorn in 2008 and will be there roughly until 2024. Traditionally, in mundane astrology, the Tenth House rules government, rulers, leaders of governments, kings, queens, CEOs, the seat of power, the top of hierarchical structures. It deals with a nation's reputation, status, credit, the state of the nation in terms of public employment. Saturn, the ruler of Capricorn and the Tenth House, governs things like karma, responsibility, duty, obligations, long-lasting structures and foundations. The Tenth House is where we strive for achievement and status, often through concentrated and deliberate effort over time. It represents the culmination of our efforts to be recognized, to be at the top of the heap, or at least to try. Saturn, a very masculine energy, when negatively expressed or aspected or taken to extremes, can express itself very darkly by being cruel, dominating, repressive, controlling, authoritarian, punitive, rigid, inflexible, demanding, obstinate, restrictive, narrow-minded, uncompromising, unforgiving, judgmental, harsh, patriarchal, intolerant, narrow-minded, judgmental, excessively conservative, fearful, paranoid, defensive, oppressive, reactionary. And of course, these attitudes can result in issues with repressed anger and resentment, as well as fear of change or threats to its status, dominance, or any perceived threats to conformity or the status quo. To be clear, this is not Saturn itself acting in this way. It is the individual entity, group, or organization which is expressing the negative aspects of Saturnian energy. We can see why the combination of the intense powerful and deep energies of Pluto combined with the rigid and controlling energies of Saturn have produced many of the trends we have been observing in recent social and political history. Saturn and Pluto conjuncted in Capricorn in January of 2020. The fact that this occurred in Saturn's own sign 
lended great potency and emphasis to this alignment, and especially all themes Saturnian. Although Saturn and Pluto conjunct about every 33 to 38 years, this was the first time it had occurred in Capricorn since the year 1518, over 500 years ago. I made a list of some of the major issues that have come up during this period while Pluto has been transiting Capricorn. This is by no means exhaustive, but they certainly fit within the themes one would expect to materialize during such a transit. I will put these items on the screen as well. It's quite remarkable when you consider it, really. And at the very beginning, one of the major events that occurred was the 2008 financial crisis and the bailout of the banks at taxpayer expense without repercussions for the offenders and followed by record low interest rates and quantitative easing to stimulate economic activity and avoid a global depression akin to what occurred in the 1930s. The election of Barack Obama, which triggered a reactionary and often racially motivated backlash, the Fukushima nuclear disaster, which was a gross regulatory failure, the Panama Papers, which disclosed how wealthy individuals were hiding their assets and wealth in offshore tax shelters, the Edward Snowden revelations, which exposed the absolute extent of government surveillance of all manner of communications, the geopolitical ascendancy of China, a non-democratic, autocratic nation, the offshoring of manufacturing to countries with cheap labor, minimalist worker rights, and environmental regulations, a dramatic increase in social and political polarization, the rise of right-wing, illiberal, autocratic, and populist leaders, the erosion of democratic and electoral norms and institutions, the rise of misinformation and disinformation through social media and other platforms, including some major news networks devoted to right-wing ideologies. Rates of income and wealth disparity reached obscene levels during this period, where a handful of billionaires own as much wealth as half of the world's population. The increasing consolidation of many key business sectors by a small number of corporate entities, the specter of fascism, racism, and right-wing extremism, Brexit, which was a populist backlash largely based on misinformation and wishful thinking, foreign actors interfering with and undermining liberal democracies, a significant lack of action to combat the climate change and global environmental crisis, it was, for the most part, business as usual, despite growing alarm and consensus on the part of the world's scientists and esteemed scientific bodies. Displacement and disruption due to changing climatic patterns and severe weather events. The adoption of the term Anthropocene to define a new geologic epoch in Earth's planetary history, in which human activity and its byproducts are the dominant factor or influence. Increasingly extremist social and political movements with primarily Caucasian right-wing domestic threats identified as a dominant concern. 
an alarming erosion and undermining of democratic institutions, protocols, and safeguards by illiberal forces, significant efforts to suppress and interfere with voting access, rights, and privileges, insurrectionists attempted to overthrow democratically elected governments, scientists, academics, experts, journalists, public officials, and even private citizens were harassed, attacked, and intimidated in the so-called culture wars. A global pandemic on a scale not seen in a hundred years, affecting trade, supply chains, and employment and living routines. Social unrest due to pandemic protocols and medical misinformation. The rise of the anti-vaxxer movement. Increasing tensions between the United States and China and the United States, Europe, and Russia. Growing concerns about significant bubbles in the stock market and real estate markets triggered by historically low interest rates. Historic levels of inflation resulting in spiraling costs of living, particularly for those with marginal incomes, which fueled resentment even further. Legitimate concerns about social breakdowns and even civil war in leading democracies, particularly in America. Increasing concerns about the state of the global economy due to the aforementioned issues. And so while Pluto has been transiting through Capricorn, we have become very aware of how these areas of life have been influencing us, how they've been abused, because, again, Pluto is power, and power can be easily corrupted, even if there are karmic consequences for that. They may not be experienced immediately. So Pluto has been enhancing all of these areas of life. We've all been witnessing this play out through these years, commencing in 2008, and we've all become very aware of the potential for these powers to be misused, and then, therefore, how those areas of society and life need to be renewed, regenerated, or reformed. Now, when Pluto goes into Aquarius, this is in a completely different energy and area of life that will be emphasized. Aquarius rules the 11th house, which is a very different energy. It is fixed air versus cardinal earth. Its modern ruler is Uranus. Its traditional ruler is Saturn, which never made sense to me. Uranus is the planet of change, revolution, and innovation. It breaks up stagnant or outmoded or redundant structures or patterns, and it can do so quite dramatically. Aquarius is visionary, egalitarian, future-oriented, progressive, independent, individualistic, logical, rational, and intelligent. It disdains hypocrisy and injustice and is willing to make sacrifices for core beliefs or principles. Aquarians are rebellious and will not accept arbitrary power or authority at face value. Respect must be earned and maintained. They do not adhere to dogma for the sake of dogma or tradition alone. This does not bode well for institutions such as organized religion or people wedded to archaic dogmatic ideologies for example, which are legacies of the Piscean Age energies. 
The eleventh house, the house of Aquarius and Uranus, governs society at large, the people, community, community engagement, involvement, and collaborations, organizations that deal with humanitarian and egalitarian issues that deal with the transformation and evolution of society. So we can see that the energies of the 11th house are very different. The 10th house deals with power and power structures and the attempt to consolidate and impose power. Whereas the 11th house seeks to revolutionize systems and is more concerned with distributing power and the welfare of society and the people. Very, very different energies. Pluto's orbit is elliptical. It will spend shorter or longer periods of time in each sign, depending on where it is. So it's going to be in Aquarius for almost 20 years, commencing in 2023 all the way through 2044. And we can think of what this transit will herald as the dawn of collective consciousness or global consciousness, where we extend beyond the boundaries of our own limited reality and take into account broader societal implications in the welfare of others. It is not prone to things like conspiracy theories or BS, because that's just not what Aquarius is all about. It's very rational, very intelligent, scientifically oriented, forward-looking. It's not about just immediate benefit or gain, or like I said, the consolidation of power. It will make sacrifices for the betterment of society. I briefly mentioned the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in December of 2020. Now that's significant because those conjunctions occur roughly every 20 years, but since 1802, these great conjunctions have been occurring in Earth signs, and the great conjunction in December of 2020 was one of the first conjunctions in air signs, and that pattern will now continue uninterrupted in air signs for almost 200 years, the last one occurring in 2199. So these conjunctions of Jupiter and Saturn mark very significant periods of time, the previous cycle of Jupiter and Saturn in air signs ended in the year 1405, some 600 years ago. The collective energy is shifting more from Earth to air, and air is a mental, intellectual, or rational energy. We have Pluto soon to move into Aquarius, where it'll transform society from a very different perspective than it has while it was in Capricorn. This will have very profound implications for humanity. I will put all of these dates in greater detail on the screen. The first ingress, or the first time that Pluto will go into Aquarius, will be on March 23rd, 2023, through June 11th of 2023. It will retrograde back into Capricorn, and then it'll move into Aquarius again in January of 2024 through September of 2024, and then it will move more permanently into Aquarius in November of 2024, all the way through 2043. 
couple notable historical events in history that occurred the last time that Pluto was in Aquarius were the French Revolution in 1789 and the American Revolution of 1776. In the early 1780s, Massachusetts abolished slavery. So as I've said, Aquarius is very revolutionary energy, and it doesn't put up with bullshit or abuses of power or authority or idiocy. <laughs> Those will be welcome energies indeed from our perspective now. And so when Pluto goes into Aquarius in 2023, we will start to see people, in a sense, revolt against abusive power structures that put power into the hands of a few people versus the masses. That can also apply to any other tyrannical or abusive power structures. Could be corporate, could be in banking or finance or with industries that are abusive. Aquarian energy would also be much more concerned about environmental issues and human rights issues and justice and fairness for all. So we can expect to see those who hold those kinds of energies or views to become much more prominent than the sort of patriarchal top-down power structures we have been confronted with so intensely over recent years. And let's face it, there are many aspects of society that are in profound need of those kinds of transformational energies. The status quo or the power structures that seem to be controlling us at this point in time are literally unsustainable for our planet. Uranus can bring sharp and sudden and dramatic shifts in your life or in the course of your life if you have a strong Uranus transit affecting your natal chart. And they can be very surprising and dramatic, like I said. So I expect that when we see Pluto begin to move into Aquarius, we will see very sharp and sudden and dramatic actions and reactions to outmoded forms of control and power. Aquarius is not about the me, it's about the us. Now, there's a lot of interesting things to consider here because Uranus can be very revolutionary and challenging to existing structures, those that are corrupt or defunct. Uranus is so different that it's actually tilted on its side. It has a very different rotational axis from any other planet in our solar system. And like I said, it is evidence-based and generally rational. A lot of the issues that we see playing out in the world at the time of this recording are reactionary because I think these institutions and individuals recognize a looming period where they will lose control and their privilege with it. And now, of course, we have the technology so that we can all be connected and aware of everything that's happening around the world almost in real time. So there is no way to fully control or put that genie back in the bottle. There will be kind of a collective uprising against those forms of tyrannical control and power and dominance. Now, one of the truisms about Uranus is that 
because it can be so surprising is, is that we can never fully predict how it will play out. There always seems to be some kind of element of events that we didn't anticipate that are surprising to us. It can often deal with things that are outside of or beyond our experience or awareness and that are only appreciated in hindsight after events have transpired. So I would anticipate events to occur that are outside of our past experience. If there was a time where humanity was going to encounter other forms of intelligent life, for example, this would be when it would occur, because that would be something that is radically outside of our past experience. And these energies would be conducive to things like that. The 11th house governs society, and Uranus can completely change the way we understand our role in society and how we are connected to other beings, even possibly beyond our own Earth. If humanity is going to go beyond the boundaries of our planetary limitations, this would be the time where, at the very least, those seeds would be planted. Don't miss part two of this two-part episode in which I cover many more details about Pluto transiting Aquarius. Thanks so much for spending time with me. I look forward to doing it again soon.